everybody, my name is Alicia. In this lesson, I'm going to talk about using the word though at the beginning, in the middle, and at the end of sentences. Let's get started. Okay, the first point here that I want to mention is about the two different ways we can use the word though. There are two parts of speech here. The first part of speech is a conjunction. I'll talk about this in a moment. The second part of speech is an adverb. So that means though can have different grammatical functions. We can use the word in slightly different ways. So it takes a different grammatical function. Uh, so first, let's refresh our memories. What is a conjunction? This word here, a conjunction. A conjunction is a word used to join phrases together. So when we're connecting our ideas, we use conjunctions to do that. Some examples of very common conjunctions are and, but, or, for, so. So these are very common conjunctions. There are a couple different types of conjunction. We'll learn which type though is in this lesson. So remember, a conjunction is used to connect ideas together. Second then, adverbs. So though can be used as an adverb. What is an adverb? There are a couple of different types of adverb. I want to look at these two. First, an adverb is a word that modifies a verb. So it changes a verb somehow. Second, adverbs can also be used to modify the meaning of a full sentence. So let's look at some examples of the first meaning. So adverbs that we commonly use to modify or change the meaning of a verb are slowly or hard, as in, for example, she walked slowly. So slowly changes the meaning of the verb walked in that example sentence. She walked slowly. So in this way, the adverb kind of gives us some information. It gives us an answer to a question about the sentence. So for example, how did she walk? She walked slowly. That was the way in which she walked. With hard, for example, we could say he works hard. He works hard. In that sentence, hard, the adverb, modifies the verb works. He works hard. So it's giving us some information about that verb. This is the first type. The second type then, the second type of adverb was the kind that we can use to change the meaning of a full sentence. So not just a verb, but we can use it to make like a feeling or to express an emotion or some kind of um, idea about a sentence. Some examples of this are hopefully or unfortunately. So for example, hopefully I get a promotion. So hopefully, is referencing the entire sentence. I get a promotion. Hopefully I get a promotion. Unfortunately can be used in a similar way, like unfortunately I forgot my keys. So these are adverbs that modify a full sentence. They modify a full idea. They give us some information about like the speaker's emotion or other feelings. So let's keep these points in mind for today's topic though. Let's move on to this middle part then. So we, we learned initially, though can be used as a conjunction. So when we use though as a conjunction, 
though must be used at the beginning of a dependent clause. So I want to talk here. What is a dependent clause? I want to talk about this. A dependent clause is a clause that is not grammatical alone. So it's not a complete sentence. We connect dependent clauses to independent clauses to make complete statements. So some of you might know this expression, a dependent clause. Some of you might also know the word subordinate. So this is also called a subordinate clause. So this means that this type of clause, a dependent clause or a subordinate clause, cannot stand alone. Like when we see or we read a dependent clause, we feel it's not finished. Like there's still some information, like we need more uh, information to answer a question about this dependent clause, like what or why or how or who. We need some more information to finish the idea. So a dependent clause or a subordinate clause cannot be a sentence alone. It has to connect to an independent clause. So an independent clause is a complete idea. So we connect dependent clauses to independent clauses. We connect them together to make complete sentences. So when we use though as a conjunction to connect our ideas, we use though at the beginning of a dependent clause. I'll show you an example of this in just a moment. So because of this relationship here, though as a conjunction is what's called a subordinating conjunction, a subordinating conjunction. So I mentioned this dependent clause. Another name for this is a subordinate clause. So because though is positioned at the beginning of this subordinate clause, it's connecting a subordinate clause to an independent clause. We call this a subordinating conjunction. This is the type of conjunction. Let's compare this then to using though as an adverb. So as I said, as an adverb, well adverbs actually there are a couple different ways to use adverbs, but for though I want to focus on this second meaning I talked about, the second type of adverb, where the adverb modifies the feeling of the whole sentence, an entire idea. So when we use though as an adverb, though is used at the end of a sentence. Second, we use it to show contrast with the previous point. So it means however. And this point is true for though as a conjunction as well. So though means however or although. And actually we tend to use though more in writing uh, and we don't use it so much in speech. You might hear although or however used a lot more in speech. It's not incorrect to use in speech, but you might see it a little more commonly in writing, perhaps. So that's a key point to keep in mind. When it comes at the end of the sentence, it's an adverb. So it's modifying that complete idea. We'll see an example of this in a moment. I want to go back then to though as a conjunction. So let's look at how we see though used as a conjunction with this example sentence first. Though we worked all night, we weren't able to finish the project. So here, though is at the beginning of my sentence. Why? Because this right here, though we worked all night, comma, this is my dependent clause. This is, or you can call it a subordinate clause. This part, 
though we worked all night, cannot stand alone. So we put though at the beginning of this portion. When your subordinate clause begins the sentence, finish it with a comma. So this is another small point for your writing. When you're writing a subordinate clause or a dependent clause at the beginning of a sentence, finish the clause with a comma. So here, after this, we weren't able to finish the project. This is a complete idea. This is my independent clause. This, this could be an idea in itself. We weren't able to finish the project. This, however, though we worked all night, we have to have some more information there. It feels unfinished. So we connect this subordinate clause or this dependent clause to our independent clause here with a comma. And this is our subordinating conjunction, though at the beginning. Let's look at another example. So how do we use though in the middle of a sentence? This will show us. Let's read the example. He cooked dinner for everyone, though he didn't eat anything. Here, though comes in the middle of the sentence, so why? We can break this sentence down too. So here is though, and we know from this rule, we must use though at the beginning of our dependent clause. So that's a big hint. Here is my dependent clause, though he didn't eat anything. So if I want to check, is that correct? Look at the part that's not connected to though. Like there's no comma here, mm, I don't know. So the other part of this sentence is, he cooked dinner for everyone. That's a complete idea. He cooked dinner for everyone. We don't need more information to understand this idea. This part, though he didn't eat anything, it's like we need some more information there. There's not a lot of information there. Like we feel unfinished. So we know that this is our dependent clause. This is our independent clause. But there's no comma here. Why? So when you use though in the middle of the sentence like this, you don't need to use a comma because it's not at the beginning. So here we used our, subord uh, yeah, our subordinate clause at the beginning of the sentence and we use a comma. When you use it in the middle, or rather your independent clause is first, you don't need to use a comma. So there's no comma here, you don't need to use one. Put your comma in if your subordinate clause comes at the beginning of the sentence. If your independent clause comes first, no comma. So this is how we use though at the, in the middle of the sentence. So we could change this to say, though he didn't eat anything, he cooked dinner for everyone. That would be fine too. Just if you want to use that sentence pattern, make sure to include a comma after your subordinate clause. Okay, so with this in mind, let's look at some examples that use though as an adverb. So as we learned earlier, when we use though as an adverb, though comes at the end of a sentence. And a reminder, we're showing contrast here. So let's look at how like we can understand how it means or what it means. First, I want a new car. I don't want to pay for it though. So here, though comes at the end of the idea, at the end of this sentence. I don't want to pay for it though. So here, I don't want to pay for it is my new car, yes. And actually, for a comma rule here, uh, I prefer to use a comma. To me, it sounds natural. There is some debate about this comma, actually. Some people prefer it, some people don't prefer it. I like it because when I say something like this, I feel a natural pause in my speech. Anyway, here, 
though means however, just as we saw in these examples. But we're making this however feeling for this sentence. I don't want to pay for it, though. So a different way to say this would be, I want a new car, but I don't want to pay for it. You could totally say that. That's also totally fine, 100% okay. It's just a different way to say the sentence. You might have also noticed some people, especially online, using just T-H-O, T-H-O instead of the full T-H-O-U-G-H. That's the same idea, T-H-O. It has this feeling of but or however. So we use it when we want to like express that however feeling, but very, very slightly or very casually. So however, but at the end of a sentence. Another example. We got lunch before the meeting. It wasn't very good, though. So again, though is positioned at the end of the sentence. Here, it's at the end of this idea. It wasn't very good, though. So we're showing contrast. Like, we got lunch before the meeting, but it wasn't very good. That's the idea here. But instead of using but, we're using though. So why would we do this? It's really up to speaker preference. It's just something maybe that feels natural when you're speaking or when you're writing. So it's up to you to choose. Do I feel more like connecting it with but or should I use though? It's a personal preference thing. So you can feel when you prefer to use though. Uh, I would say I tend not to use though. Um, I might use it in something like this if I'm like adding an idea, if I'm adding like a small point onto something. I feel like I use though when uh, maybe it's like just a second thought that I had or some, some other small idea came into my mind while I was talking or while I was thinking and I want to show that it's just kind of a minor point. It's not like my main point, it's just like a second or a third idea, something like that. So I don't use this so often, uh, but it kind of is handy for me personally uh, when I want to share like a smaller idea, like when I'm not talking about my main point necessarily. So this is how you might use it and how you might see it used, especially online. So this is an introduction to how to use though at the beginning, in the middle, and at the end of sentences. We talked about a lot of grammar points in this lesson, uh, parts of speech, and we also talked about using uh, the T-H-O spelling of this word, especially in like casual online situations. So I hope that this lesson was helpful for you. If you have any questions or comments, please let us know in the comment section of this video. Also, please feel free to make some sentences, some example sentences sentences with the grammar we talked about here. Thanks very much for watching this lesson and I will see you again soon. Bye bye!